Dave has done it. Somehow, the Little Baptist School in Waco is in the preseason top 10 in the coaches poll. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Baylor. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. I am Drake Toll as a part of Baylor. So today's show, we're going to get into the top 10, Baylor being in the top 10 of the coaches' poll. Also, Gabe Hall is a freak. We'll get there as well. And then we'll hear from Gabe Hall and what he talked about alongside Jackson Player in media this past week at practice. So first and foremost, though, hello, Baylor Bears in the top 10 in the NCAA college football coaches poll in the preseason. This is the first time that, by the way, <laughs> I'm solo today. I don't know why the company's letting me do it, but they are. They let me go rogue. I'm going solo. No cam, nobody else. We're going to hit it today. And I can tell you this, it's going to be exciting because I'm fired up. I don't know if there's, there, there hasn't been a time in the last, seven years, six or seven years, that Baylor fans could be this excited about football going into the preseason. Most years, it's, hey, seven wins would be awesome. Also, I you like, if you remember last year, that's what it was. It was, Dave Aranda goes seven and five. The guy's on a great path. Six and six is serviceable. Four and eight, also understandable after a two and seven season. People, we were, we were ready for that, myself included. I think I projected Baylor at seven and five, six and six, and voila they're t- also spell voila bet you can't they're 10 i can't either they're 10 and 2 last year in the regular season go on to be 12 and 2 overall the greatest season in college in baylor football history last year in year number two against dave aranda so it, the sky is the limit obviously for that guy if if the ceiling last year was 12 and 2 and i don't even know if it was the ceiling because the loss of tcu this this year though preseason you can't disagree with that it's the most hype this team has had I would venture to say since 2015 in the preseason, it's the first time, this this actually shocked me, it is the first time that Baylor's been ranked in the preseason top 25 in the coaches poll since 2016. So they have not even sniffed the top 25, much less the top 10 over the course of the last six or so years. So it's a squad that's not quite used to being in this position. And Dave Aranda, obviously, has never been in the top 25 as a head coach in college football until this year, now with Baylor at number 10. So what does this mean for Baylor being in the preseason top 10? I, on the one hand, don't like it because I've always been in the camp of Baylor being people throw around like the oh small Baptist school from Waco. I have been of the school of thought. That is a good thing. It, it, maybe you disagree. I would be pressed to find someone who would truly disagree that Baylor is little Baptist school from Waco. And that's a bad thing. I enjoy when the small, like not even little brother, Texas calls A&M little brother. We get like third cousin twice removed that you maybe saw once at Easter when you were 12, but you don't really remember. And then when that third cousin shows back up on your doorstep, he beats the crap out of you when it comes to the standard of Baylor compared to a Texas. I love that. I think the underdog mentality for Baylor is what they've hung their hat on for so long. Even in the Art Bryles era when the team was winning so many games, it still felt like, who's this random college 
that was really, really bad, and now they're good, and you still didn't feel favored in most of your games. It was still, oh, the defense sucks, or the offense isn't as electric if they're playing SEC schools. There was always this, this certain nagging of you were still the underdog even when you were a top five program. Now Baylor at number 10 is is different. When a team makes their bed on defense, they're a lot scarier from a national scale. People are looking at Baylor and saying, whew, that's not just one of these teams that's fun to watch, a la Art Bryles era. That's a team that's scary and could actually beat my football team. I don't, I don't know if I love that. I really don't. I would rather be the team that comes out of nowhere and exceeds expectations. When you are preseason ranked number 10, it's really tough to exceed expectations. You finish seventh, like they did last year. Well, they didn't finish fifth, top five. Insane, by the way. Baylor was a top five team at the end of the year. That's like, okay, you you did well, but you also were kind of supposed to do that. So congrats. You didn't win a national championship. You finished a couple spots above where you already were. Here's a fun trophy from a bowl game. That's why I don't like it. The last year's Baylor team goes 12-2. and two. Nobody saw it coming. So it's one of the stories of college football. Who is this Dave Aranda guy, and what is he doing at Baylor? I bet the general, the casual college football fan prior to last year probably could not have named who the head coach of Baylor was. You know how I know that? Think about, think about this. I'm going to give you a quiz right here. Who's the head coach at Oregon State? Who's the head football coach at Oregon State? If you, if you know, I don't. I don't know, by the way. Throw that out there before you get feeling bad. I don't know. If you do, that's insane. Congrats. You're in like probably the 10% of people listening to this that know that. Dave Aranda, he wasn't a household name when he was hired at Baylor. The general college football fan couldn't have told you who he is. Now they can. You know why? Because he was the underdog that came and proved everybody else wrong and went 12-2 and last season. I'm going to miss that underdog mentality. That's why I don't love the whole being in the top 10 thing. Here's why I do love being in the top 10 thing. Look at that. Look at that little Baptist school doing the stuff right there. That little school from Waco. Go, You go up and down. You see how last week, I-35, they opened up four lanes? Four lanes of traffic now. Phew. Four lanes going right, four lanes going left, north, south, whatever directions you want to put there. Insane. Waco's changing rapidly, and Baylor's becoming a cool place to go to school. Did you know? You might not have known this, by the way. This is not even football-related, but... Baylor had so many people that wanted to go to Baylor when they admitted their usual group last year. They admitted their same number. So many more people came to Baylor than they were expecting to the point where they had to rent a hotel and call it Baylor Cityside. And like 450 students, freshmen, didn't have dorm rooms. They had to stay in a hotel because going to Baylor is really cool now, whereas it might not have been. It would have been like kind of the oh uptight Baptist thing a while ago. Baylor's really trendy, and I I freaking love the fact that people look at the Baylor logo and they don't think about scandal-ridden, backward, you know, tight, just a a place that that is that is that sucks. Right? For the longest time, you ask a person in 2018, "What do you think of Baylor?" They're going to name the scandal in 03, the scandal in 2016, David Koresh. They're not going to say really anything positive. Today, that's already flipped. David Rand helped do a great job. Mac Rhodes, the entire staff, did a great job in flipping that narrative pretty darn quick. I love the idea. Baylor at 10 of the coaches poll furthers the idea that this university is is legit, that it's cool, that this is some kind of trendy, neat thing to be a Baylor fan. 
Yes, what comes with that is being more of a t-shirt school. I saw somebody in Denver like a month and a half ago in an airport, and they had a Baylor shirt on. I said, hey, Sikkim Bears. Kid looked at me like I had three heads. Like he just got the shirt at Goodwill or bought it at Walmart or something. Baylor's kind of becoming that school. <clears throat> Again, don't love that part, but also it's pretty cool. Rest of the top 15, top 10, though. That, that's the part that I like. The Baylor's cool now. Rest of it, though, uh, I'm looking at Oklahoma, number nine, the highest-ranked Big 12 school. Congrats. That's not Say this, if you're an Oklahoma fan listening, thanks. Why are you here? Thanks, you. Thanks, though, more so. The, the reason Oklahoma's at nine is because of the brand. It's not, this isn't a, oh, wow, Oklahoma's actually the number nine team in the country. It's, oh, the word Oklahoma is the number nine team in the country. That place, they may go seven and five. They may go 10 and two. They may go 11 and one. They, they may shock me. I see them at more of an eight and four team next season. Them at number nine doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. Uh, have fun. Baylor at 10. Oklahoma State at number 11. Yeah, that's great. Spencer Sanders is still your quarterback. He may, if he wins the Heisman next year, I will cut out my left hamstring. I'll do it. I'll live the rest of my life without a left hamstring if Spencer Sanders wins the Heisman. I'm that confident it won't happen. Also, out of the Big 12, number 18, Texas, who got one vote. Some coach out there voted them the number one team in the country. Who are you and why? Did you, was it a Texas graduate? Somebody's drinking the Kool-Aid. And that's it. That is it. They're your big 12 schools. There really aren't that many. But I guess four, that's 40%. So not awful. The SEC got six out of 12, 50%. That's 10 more percent. Ha <laughs> ha. See that? Mathematics. Um, the Also, the team I wanted to point out, Michigan State at number 14. They were, last, they were Baylor last year. They were the, who is this? Where did they come from? And they didn't make the top 10. Baylor did. So it gives me confidence where Michigan State could have been a flash in the pan. You know, top 15 is still really good, but that gets you like nine and three. Baylor at number 10 in the nation is expected to have some kind of longevity. The next thing I want to get into here, that was abrupt, by the way, but uh, take it or leave it. Next thing I want to get into, Gabe Hall is a freak. Guy's a freak. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bar. Have you tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you have not, you're depriving yourself of all of the joy and happiness that comes from eating a Built Bar Puff. There is a new flavor as well. You ready for this? It is cookie dough. Cookie dough covered in chocolate. Chocolate cookie dough. Chocolate covered cookie dough. And it's it's the joy of the cookie dough without the hassle of making it. That That's a, that's a real line of this. I don't, you, I don't know if you have to make cookie dough. Cookie dough is usually just like a grab and go. But these these Built Bar Chunk Puffs, not even grabbing and going. These are even faster than grab and go. Because the grab and go of the cookie dough, it get crap all over your hands. You don't have to do that with Built Bar Puffs. Instead, you can eat this puff. 160 calories is all it is. 15 grams of protein. You ever wanted to be built? You ever wanted to be uh, bar? You ever wanted to be uh, muscles? Protein? Built Bar. This guy right here. Like all Built Bars, it is healthy. It is good for you. It has the halogen protein. Collagen protein. I'm sorry. Uh, Halogen's the thing where like, you know, you know, no, that's a hologram. So eat something that tastes good. Cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack or anything, go to built.com. Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. Gets you 15% off your order. 15% off is a lot, by the way. Built.com. Promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-15. Okay. Gabe Hall is a freak. I keep saying that. Keep saying that. And I don't know how legit this is, but The Athletic actually released their list of freaks. If you don't know, The Athletic... Releases a list of uh, of their freaks of college football, who are the the freaks of nature. You know, it's a freak in a good way. It's a good thing. And the only player on the list from Baylor 
Gabe Hall. I don't disagree with it at all, but I, I was shocked. Not Apu Aika, not Jackson Player, no, Gabe Hall. I still think Gabe Hall is going to be really good, but now it gives me the confidence that it's not just Apu, it's not just Jackson, but you also have Gabe on the national scale. People are like, dang, that guy's going to be good at football. So I, my favorite thing in the write-up here from The Athletic, it says the Bears have a few D-linemen, and then in in quote parentheses, parentheses, see the math thing's already gone. It says App Ika, A-P-P Ika. That's not his name. And then it says, it gets better, comma, Jackson, J-A-X-O-N, how you spell it, players. Yeah, plural. So, App Ika, Jackson Players, not the name of any Baylor football players that will suit up for Dave Aranda next year, who also could merit a spot, but they gave the nod to six foot six, 295-pound Gabe Hall, who's the biggest freak. Congrats, Gabe. You're the biggest freak. The former high school shot putter who had six sacks and seven tackles for loss in 21. I didn't know he had six sacks, by the way. It's kind of nuts. Bench presses 500 pounds. Power cleans 465 pounds. That weighs more than me. That's like twice, over twice me. Did 750 pounds on the trap bar deadlift. Don't know what that means. Squatted 650. Kind of nuts. The strength staff actually stopped him, or he probably would lift a lot more. And he hit 18.2 miles per hour on the GPS. I, I'm going to be honest with all of you at home. I didn't know any of that. I had no idea that Gabe Hall was tearing it up like that. Six foot six, 295 pounds. You're a 295 pound man. You're not even 300 pounds. You are squatting 650. You are deadlifting 750. You're benching 500. I, that is unfathomable to, uh, um, unfathomable to me. Put in your head that picture of someone bench pressing 500 pounds. Maybe you have seen it in your life, but I don't I don't think I can comprehend that even through a video. I have to see it with my own two eyes. That's nuts. Gabe Hall's coming in on defensive line, week 1. <laughs> Albany's coming to Waco. The Great Danes of Albany are coming to Waco to face Gabe Hall. I just gave you his dimensions. Siaki Ika, massive. Guy's like 340 pounds. And then Jackson Player is another guy that dreamed of being a Baylor football player, is huge, and could end up being first-team All-Big 12, or even make a case for one of the All-American slots across the nation of the 15 different outlets that give those out. So now you have Gabe Hall, you have Siaki Ika, and you have Jackson Player anchoring your defensive line. Who's going to stop that? Who's who's going to stop? I, I get the secondary has question marks, it's holes. You know, will Al Walcott be that guy? You know, will will Snacks step up and be that guy? The defensive line—that's the question for me. Will the, any quarterback across the the conference? Will any offensive line across the conference? Will they be that guy? We have predicted continually on this show that Baylor is going to lose at BYU. We predicted that Baylor is going to lose at Oklahoma or at Texas. But I've started to think more and more. The talent gap, huh, has this ever been said? The talent gap between Baylor's defense and defensive line, comparing it to BYU, Texas, or Oklahoma, and their offensive lines, is eons from each other. There is not a team in the Big 12 who has an O-line that could sniff Baylor's jockstrap of any of their defensive linemen. So if you want the confidence of Baylor's secondary being okay, can a quarterback get the ball to the secondary is my question. Hello, screen passes, because this D-line, I'm telling you, when Albany comes to Waco, I, I'm nervous for those players. It's a strange thing to say. Maybe it's demeaning to them as well. If you're an Albany fan listening, also, why are you here? But thank you. 
it is making me nervous for their health. They are not used. Albany players are not used to playing guys that are six foot six, 295 pounds. And in my opinion, Gabe Hall, the third best defensive lineman Baylor has. I go Ika, Jackson, Player, Gabe Hall. Those are my three guys. You've heard people on this show say that Jackson Player is better than Siaki Ika. What is Albany going to do with that? Those three guys on the field at the same time? Oh, I, I know. I'm talking a lot about Albany. and who? No, that's the game that nobody cares about. But even in Oklahoma or Texas or BYU, these teams are going to be so overmatched by the D-line that it's not going to be funny. Gabe Hall, you're a freak. That guy is insane. The, those numbers right there, the things that I just read, I am floored by all that. 18.2 miles per hour on the GPS. I I probably couldn't do that. I don't know what that means. I feel like it's good, especially for six foot six, 295 pounds. So if you didn't know too, in the last week or so, Gabe Hall has been meeting with the media. Jackson players also met with the media. There are live practices going on at Baylor where folks can come out and watch. Uh, the media has been involved in those. I myself am still locked in chains in Massachusetts. I'm on house arrest in Massachusetts for a couple more days. So I've not been able to make my way out to a practice yet, but I look forward to doing so on Monday. I'm coming back. I'll be back in Texas here pretty soon, and I'll see all you guys as soon as possible. But until then, I did get clips, courtesy of Baylor Athletics, of Jackson Players' interview, of the interviews as well with uh, with Gabe Hall, who is a math... Oh, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Gabe Hall is the biggest freak. And we'll take you there now. Gabe Hall, what's going on? Gabe, are you just playing strictly in now? Or are you alternating? Or um, I play defensive end, but I do move around to nose a few times, like mm -hmm. depending on like the situation and everything. But I feel comfortable in both. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the depth on the D line? I mean, most, I guess, everybody's back, and then you bring in Jackson. It's really exciting because I've never played with like a stacked defense like this, especially defensive line. So we push each other a lot more than I've ever been pushed in my life, and it's very exciting because it makes everybody better on the team. You guys obviously have a whole lot of experience up front. Mm -hmm. how, how different is that from maybe the last couple years? Um, the last couple years is crazy because, like, we haven't had like a lot of older guys like this, and so it just means older people that, like, we can all put our input in, like, get each other better. Like, I, I, you could study film, but like, hey, I think you could do this. I think you could do that. It's like a brotherhood, and it just makes us really strong. Gabe, the way that pass rush came together by the end of the year, you know, you hoping for a carryover or maybe building on that? Oh, we still building. It's going to be way better than last year. I'm very excited about our pass rush. And we've been putting emphasis on that and getting better every day. And it's going to be exciting. What do you think makes this group that much better than, than last year? Really, we are older now, but it's also our bond. We're very close now. Like We've been through a lot of stuff. We've been through ups and downs. So we just know what to expect from each other and we push each other every day. And it's just amazing. Is there anything in particular you really like about Coach Roberts' defense that, that, that allows you guys to do what you do? Um, he always puts us in position to make plays. He's going to put us in a position to where we're going to do what's best for the team and also what's best for us. And it's just, I just love it. Okay, particularly at the left side, Connor Galvin at tackle. What's that like going against him? And <laughs> That's the best alignment in the Big 12, in my opinion. And if you want some good work, you want some good competition, you go up against him. And that's just, I just love going against him. Do you win some battles? Some 50 50. You know, <laughs> it's kind of Galvin, but hey, it's all fun. You think if we asked him, he would say it was 50 <laughs> Don't ask him, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're lucky. We, got, we talked to him. Yeah, we've already got <laughs>
Talk about those battles, though. Uh, I mean, is that is that something you came here for? You know, those uh, getting to go up against the best competition and then uh, really seeing that when you got to video? Um, yeah, at first it was like, because I got to grow with them as, as well with Connor Galvin, because we were both young. I was a freshman, he was a sophomore. So as I've grown and gotten better, he's also grown and gotten better. So my game had to adapt every day. So I feel like in practice, like we go against the best offensive line. So every day we're getting better. So once we go out there in the games, we're prepared. Let's talk about the defense as a, as a whole. Are there any newcomers that are you know catching your eye or, or really showing up? Um, I love seeing Jackson player. That's I love seeing him. He's he's growing every day. He's getting better, and it's just remarkable to see what type of player he is. To be honest, has he been playing end in? End in knows. Yes, okay. he's been learning both positions and playing very good. Gabe, what did it say about him that he came here where you guys are stacked with depth on the defensive line, and yet I know it's his hometown, he played here, but that he was not going to back down from how deep it already was. He is not scared of competition. I will say that. He's not afraid. He's going to go out there. He's going to push himself, and he's going to get better. He has no, like, he don't care how stacked we are, how many people there are. He's just going to come out here and play his hardest and get better every day. Is he a talker? Mm, kind of. Jackson, uh, you've been here now since the spring. What's your comfort level now with the defense? I'm very comfortable with the defense now. I've got the hang of things. I'm playing both end and nose, so it's been great. I got great teammates that help me, help me learn every day. I get to be around guys like Chitty, Apu, Gabe, TJ, and Cole, and, they, and Utley. They help me. Uh, anything I need, they help me with. So it's been a smooth transition. Do you like having that versatility to play both? Oh yeah, it, it works out in my favor. I think. Because I, I can play it on third down. I can stop the run on first down. I can do a little bit of both. But I just like being with this team and what they bring to the table also. Is there a big difference between nose and end for you? Or what's, what's kind of the differences and maybe similarities? Uh, it's different techniques, but it's still the same game. Football to me is football. You hit people, they hit you. You just win. You were someone who they were very, some of the other d line we talked to yesterday, very complimentary of. Uh, what's allowed you to hit the ground running in the way that you have? Uh, just the help of my teammates. Uh, they're, they're great in the film room. Coach DJ is one of the best coaches I've had in my career, and he just he helps me learn the defense and simplifies things. So when I, do, when I do hit the ground running, it's just like the back of my hand. And like I said, with the help of those other guys in the room, they make it very easy for me. How do you balance the idea of coming in, being the new guy on a team, and learning and kind of adapting to that new that new location while also being a fifth-year guy who has experience and has things that I'm sure other guys can learn from as well? Uh, I, I like to put it like I'm a freshman again because I came in, had to learn everybody, learn new things. I still I still try to figure out everybody's name. I'm like, oh, what's his name? And I remember it. So it's like being a freshman again, but now I have experience with the new guys. I tell them, hey, you got to grind. You're going to have four years, three to four years of this. It's a grind, but it's worth it in the end. What do you like about it? Coach Roberts' defense. Uh, I liked how it's uh, it's simplified in a way for us that we can. It's a react attack defense, really. It's not so much of my my, my whole career. I played attack or attack. I just shot off the ball. This is more patient, letting things develop, and it allows us to make more plays. Being from here, is there maybe a little innate pressure on you to, you know, come out and perform, or do you look at it like that? Uh, I don't see it as pressure, but I know it is. Some, I know there is some, just because if I do bad, I got a big family, so I'm gonna hear it from them. But I put more pressure on myself than anybody ever could, so it's not too bad on me. What's it like being closer to home now for your final year of college football? Does it make 
life easier and kind of like grind a little bit easier? Uh, it makes life a whole lot easier just because I'm a big family guy. I come from a big family and with my family being eight minutes away from me down the road and all my friends and family could come to my games and when I'm done with football for the day, I can go relax with them. It's way better than being six hours away like I was. If you, if you have a big family, how do you ration out tickets? Uh, I told them the ones that made the drive to Tulsa would be the ones that got the tickets. <laughs> Are you getting a lot of home-cooked meals being back? Oh, yeah. My mom can't cook that great, but she does cook a few meals. Don't tell her I said that, but hey, she cooks a few meals that are good, but I get good home-cooked food from my aunts and other people around here that I got a bit like. I know everybody in Waco, so they treat me well. What was your biggest takeaway playing high school here, and what did you learn from this community and just kind of playing school here? Uh, once the community loves you, they love you forever. So when I came back, they embraced me with open arms. Yeah, my, mom, my mom has been in the community. She helps with, uh, with her business. She helps a lot. So everybody knows her, which then in turn knows me. And it's been, it's been great for me. And coming home has been nothing but great. I get, I get a lot of love being home. Has it been kind of surreal putting on the jersey and the colors of the team I'm assuming you kind of grew up watching? Yeah, it's kind of crazy because I still got posters. I got uh, a picture from 2004 when I was at Baylor uh, at McLean Stadium, or not McLean, Floyd Casey, and I was watching Baylor Bears play the uh, Texas State team, and I was like, man, I've been loving Baylor since I was a kid, and I finally get to rep the green and gold. What's it like then? To, what, what would it be like to kind of see kids, you know, just like you were out in the stadium, you know, asking for your autograph and calling your name? Uh, it's going to be kind of crazy just because, like I said, I've been a Baylor fan my whole life and now finally get to be on this side of it. It's wild. So if any kid asks, I'll tell them my journey and tell them hey, it's a grind, but things work out in the end for a reason. All right. Thank you to Gabe and thank you to Jackson. Beautiful stuff right there. Beautiful stuff. So when we come back tomorrow, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to do a little introduction action. I feel like I have I have overlooked some things. Over. I, have not taken the right steps in every direction. And I'll explain that more in tomorrow's show. But I want to thank you for listening to today's show. We'll also get tomorrow into uh, into some, a lot more Baylor football. There's a lot in there that I want to dissect. Also, Baylor basketball and breaking down their non-conference schedules coming up as well. Tomorrow, we'll hear some more players in the practice footage. All of that and more. Please come back and subscribe. We need more of those, by the way. Hit that subscribe button or the like or whatever or comment. I don't know. We'll see you later. This has been, I'm Drake Toll, locked on Baylor.